Dear friends in the class of 2020, congratulations to you, one and all. Congratulations. I am, we are, your families, your schools, your communities, we're all so very, very proud of you. I join with Mr. Adam Dufault, the superintendent of schools, also oversees all of our different youth ministries and uh, parish schools of religion and, and, and programs um, to assist the parishes in the implementation of those. We join with your pastors and your parish teams and your families in wishing you all the very, very best. We want you to have the greatest of happiness. I also want to thank you and commend you for joining in this prayer tonight. Oh, how I wish we could be together, really be together, to pray, to celebrate. But you know, on the other hand, this pandemic and this experience has us jumping over all kinds of obstacles and connecting with each other in ways that we probably wouldn't have connected if we didn't have to go through all of this. So this whole experience of a live streamed mass and reaching out to all of our high school seniors, this, this is something as a response to the situation we're in. So it does give me the chance to be able to be with you in some way or another. You know, In the gospel today and in the first reading, we have some farewells. On the one hand, it seems like we're saying, we, we, you know, on the one hand, we have today's readings. It's the readings of the Wednesday before Pentecost. But on the other hand, it's almost like they're tailor fit for today. First, we have St. Paul saying farewell to the early church in Ephesus. It's a tearful farewell. He, you can, he's in tears, they're in tears. He's getting ready to board the ship, which is going to take him back to Jerusalem, where he knows trouble is brewing. And indeed, that's what happens. And there he's taken to Rome, where he's imprisoned and eventually executed. Here he's saying his farewell, and he speaks to the people. He reminds them of all that their time together. And he said, life will get difficult. He promised them that. He said, savage wolves will come in among you and try to pull you away from the truth. But he said, be strong. Look back on what has shaped you and how you encountered Jesus Christ, how we encountered Jesus Christ together. And let that make the difference in your life. Let that guide your decisions, he tells the early church. Let that shape your values and set the path for you. Wow. St. Paul could have been talking to us today, right? And then in the gospel, we hear Jesus' farewell on the night of the Last Supper while he's with his disciples. But his farewell is really more of a prayer. This is called the high prayer, priest prayer of Jesus. He's making his prayer to his father. 
But while he's praying, he's praying not for himself. Think of that. He's about to die on the cross. He's about to suffer terribly. I think my prayer would have been, please don't let it hurt so much. But his prayer? Father, protect them. Father, you gave these to me. They are your gift to me. And I showed them everything about you. Father, protect them. And then he has these beautiful, very, very powerful lines. He says, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but rather to protect them from the evil one. Again, Jesus' prayer for those 11 at the table on the night of the Last Supper is his prayer and his hope for you, for all of us, actually, as you graduate from high school. This is a very important moment. Your graduation is an important and a decisive moment in your life. As you take the next steps, you're going to be faced with many different decisions about what really matters, about how you want to live your life. Let me be blunt. People you choose to spend your time with, those whom you call friends, they will say a lot about you but also determine a lot about how you will be living your life. Jesus doesn't ask the Father to take us out of the world. He's not looking for us to live in some kind of a protective bubble. He's actually looking for us to live in the world. But he wants us to be protected. He wants us to be strong. He wants us to be consecrated to the truth, to be able to, again, draw upon the strength and the courage that he gives us by his relationship, by his friendship with us. I ask you to protect them. In other words, what Jesus is looking for is he wants us to live within the world and he wants us to live in the world in such a way that we're leaving our impression on the world rather than the world leaving its impression upon us. Because you know what the world's impression on us is? tire tracks. Just roll right over you. No, it doesn't work that way. Jesus created you. Jesus calls you to something far more, far more meaningful, even something that can lead to true and lasting happiness. Some of you have heard me tell the story about Pope Francis's image that he used in Poland in speaking to the young people. He said, you know, one of the sadnesses in life is that a lot of people confuse happiness and success with a great, big, comfortable sofa, a couch. He said, not just any couch. He said, like one of those that has that, you know, pulse that kind of massages your back so that it makes you real comfy and kind of puts you to sleep. He said, but that's not what we were made for. We were made for so much. But let me take that image a step further. He speaks about how what the world could want is for us to be sort of sleepy, to let ourselves be carried through life. A sofa seems to keep us safe from kind of pain and fear 
The sofa allows us to stay home without needing to work out or worrying about anything. He calls it sofa happiness. We confuse happiness with comfort. He said that is probably the most harmful and insidious form of paralysis. Why? Because little by little, without realizing it, we start to nod off, to get drowsy and dull. And for many in the world around us, it's much easier and better if we are drowsy and dull, if we confuse happiness with the sofa. Because it's more convenient to have young people drowsy and dull than alert and searching, trying to respond to God's dream. The question Jesus is asking us, do we want to determine our future? Or do we want our future determined for us? Indeed, what he's asking of us is that we determine our future with his help, with his strength. And not only determine our future, but even the future of the world. He's asking you to leave your impression on the world, to make that difference. Even if it's in the lives and the hearts of the people closest to you. You see, Jesus is calling us into that gift of friendship. And through that gift of friendship, he calls us to a life that is meaningful and joyful. But that kind of a life doesn't mean that it's a life that's easy. That's what Paul was getting at. That's what Jesus was saying in the gospel today. What he's calling us to is to face the fears and to face the dangers, to face the world with the courage and the conviction of the truth that he teaches us. At the beginning, I commended you for joining us in this prayer tonight. Honestly, that says a lot about you. You're taking this moment as part of your graduation celebrations to pray with us in the prayers of the Eucharist, to give thanks to God and to draw from your friendship with Jesus Christ. That tells me an awful lot about your values and the kind of person you are and want to be. Like I said, you deserve an awful lot of credit for that. As you determine your future, I wonder if I could offer just a couple of simple thoughts, a little bit of advice, sorry, a little bit of unsolicited advice that I would ask you to keep in mind as you make your next steps. Stay connected. Stay connected in your friendship with Jesus, but stay connected with your friendship with Jesus in his church. If you're home, if you'll be commuting to school, or if you'll be beginning work, stay connected to your parish or find a parish where you feel connected. Get a little bit involved. Share some of your gifts, some of your talents. Maybe you might begin you know, small steps, teaching in a PSR, a Paris School of Religion program, or helping out in some form of outreach. You, you know, when the hours are a little bit flexible, you might be able to be connected in new ways 
than what you've been doing before. Find meaning and happiness in being generous, sharing your gifts and your faith with others. Or perhaps through some other forms of liturgical ministries. If you're away, if you're going to be studying away or in a college setting, get involved. Seek out. You have to go looking for it in the Catholic campus ministry, whether it be a Newman Club, Focus, SPO, the chaplain. Find other young people who share your passion. The world and so many in the world want you to feel isolated because of what you believe. Find the other people who share it. They're out there. And not only that, they're out there and they're offering ways to have a great deal of fun and meaning and do good things but doing it in the context of who you and I are as believers and friends of Jesus Christ. And keep connected to the Eucharist, to the church, to your life of prayer. It may seem a little bit odd at first, but I promise you, In the long run, you will be glad you did. Many of our own Catholic schools have been studying Christus Vivit. Pope Francis wrote a letter to the young people last year around Easter time. Powerful, powerful message. One of the things he tells us, who are a little bit older, is that we have a lot to learn from you. But let me leave you with his closing words in that document. He says, Dear young people, my joyful hope is to see you keep running the race before you, outstripping all those who are slow or fearful. Keep running, attracted by the face of Christ, whom we love so much, whom we adore in the Holy Eucharist, and acknowledge in the flesh of our suffering brothers and sisters. May the Holy Spirit urge you on as you run this race. The church needs your momentum, your intuitions, your faith. We need them. When you arrive where we have not yet reached, have the patience to wait for us. Congratulations to you on your graduation. Know that you have our prayers, our support. Know that we believe in you. In you and what you and Christ will do together in the world.